All right, welcome back to Local News Live. I'm Victoria Shirley, and today we are going to check in with the world's most active volcano. Luckily, we do have a great television station in Hawaii, so in just a moment, we're going to bring on the digital desk anchor, Jonathan Sapi. But for now, we're going to go to Tyler Jones. And Tyler, you have some facts so we can get acquainted if we're not really familiar with this volcano that's erupting. Tyler. Yeah, Victoria, this thing is just fascinating, and it just started uh, literally a few days ago. Let me pop this on the screen right now for you so you can see. This volcano is located along the southeastern shore of the island. The eruption began on Wednesday, and yesterday there was 3,200 registered trips to Hawaii County, a big uptick in that area as visitors are... Uh, expected to uh, arrive to uh, see this Hawaii volcano, although the governor of the state of Hawaii has discouraged outside travel for the time being with the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. The last eruption for this volcano, you have to go back to May, as it was about a six or seven month stretch that began from December 2020 all the way till May 2021. So those are just some of the details that we know at this time as we uh, bring in Jonathan Sapi, who has been covering this for us from Hawaii News Now and doing a great job. And uh, Jonathan, you got some new details for us that I hear are just mind blowing even from yesterday. Yeah, we got some updates. And Tyler, <laughs> you've been studying up on your volcano in Kilauea, Kilauea expert. Thank you, my really friend. Fresh. You got some good details there, and you got them right. Um, I want to bring up, yeah, absolutely. Going to bring up the latest video we got, and here's the cool thing that's happened since yesterday. So you see the crater hit there. You see that the lava lake has actually risen enough up so people along the safety of the edge there in the national park where there's viewing areas can now see lava before they were just seeing the red glow you know and now they can actually see bits of lava from the rim of the crater and here listen to this stat guys those lava fountains you're looking at right now they're as tall as a five-story building yep a five-story building generating 26,000 gallons of lava every second that's every second that's enough to fill an Olympic swimming pool every minute, guys. Isn't that impressive? That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is very impressive. Really wild, right? Really wild. And yeah, yeah, you're right. This all got started around 3.20 on Wednesday. We were getting some earthquake activity before that, and then that earthquake activity migrated up into the summit area, and then shortly thereafter, they raised the alert level to orange on Wednesday, and then very shortly after that, around 3.20, as you mentioned, the alert level went to red, and it was meaning a lava eruption was happening. Again, this is happening in the summit area. Cannot stress enough that this is a safe place. This is where we want an eruption to happen. This is not by homes. This is not by communities. This is in a national park, and you're right. You can visit it. And you also said it right, Tyler, the governor has discouraged outside mainland travel, but people from here can go. And even if you pass all the protocol for COVID from a mainland traveler, you could go too. We've checked in overnight with a lodge owner there in the area. She was really having a tough time with the pandemic. They lost a lot of visitors. And since then, since the eruption happened, 
She's booming with business. Let me play out a bit of what she had to say. With the eruption happening um, last night, our phone was nonstop. It's been ringing off the hook today, really. So we're full. Our rooms are full tonight. We're filling up for this weekend as well. More people. It's it's all it's it's a win-win for everybody. It really is. And I don't know if you heard that little. Uh, chirping sound in the background. That's our Koki frog there on the Big Island, and that's what you hear at nighttime. It's a very distinct sound to the Big Island, Hawaii County, uh, the Koki frog. Also wanted to just play out what people are reacting to this great show of Mother Nature. Here's what people were saying as they visit the National Park. We have been studying volcanoes, and we were actually here a week and a half ago, and nothing was happening. And so we found out that we were going to be able to see something, so we decided to bring the kids in the evening to be able to see the glow. It was the first time we actually got to see lava, like even just a little bit. We've come up for to see the glow and things, uh, like especially back in December when it first kicked off again. But that was the first time actually standing up on the platform and seeing even just a bit of lava and watching some gushes and stuff. That was so cool. So cool is an understatement, I think, and I'm beyond jealous, guys. Got any questions for me? I'm jealous, too, even <laughs> though you are you have more of a chance to go witness this than we do. But, yeah, so we just heard from some people who went to go visit the park and see this volcano uh, erupting. So how is the economic impact there, uh, as you said, discouraging outside visitors, but people within the islands? What is the economic impact like for people wanting to see this I would say once in a lifetime experience, but over there, since that's the world's most active volcano, maybe a multiple lifetime experience. Yeah, these eruptions are fairly common. And uh, the last one, as Tyler mentioned, started last December, at, lasted till May. And park was closed during the beginning of the pandemic, during much of 2020. So when that eruption started it in December, that brought the park back to life. They started getting visitors again. When there's lava, obviously more visitors. When there's not, less visitors. But it's still a beautiful park. There's tons of trails. And just seeing that steamy crater pit is always amazing, lava or not. But the glow is what brings people in, that's for sure. And if anyone out there is planning a trip, I just got an update from Jessica Farrakane. She had this to say about any potential visitors. She's the spokesperson for the national park there. And the safety messages, of course. Yes. You know, we always urge people to please stay on trail, stay out of closed areas. You know, if you get close to Kilauea Rim, you can see that there's almost a 500-foot drop to the crater floor. There's earth cracks out here. Um, this morning, you can see this big, giant plume of gas and steam wafting out of the volcano. Um, that can be very hazardous for people who have breathing issues. Um, I have some sensitivity to SO2 right now, so my eyes are watering. That's kind of like my, my built-in sensor. The beauty just overcome you. It does. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yes, there are some hazards here. And also, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So we, we are really urging our visitors to wear a mask if they can't maintain that six feet social distance and to give everybody their space. Oh, my Aren't gosh. of her job, right? Jonathan, I think I found my retirement job. I want to yeah. be a park ranger in Hawaii. Help me out on that if you could. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. It really. All right. We'll really get on the waiting list job. for that later. Uh, I got to ask you, though. Tell me about the VOG. <laughs> What's the latest there? How's it looking? Yeah, she, yeah, she was mentioning it, uh, Jessica Farrakane, and that's right. If you have sensitivity to things like smog or allergens in the air, 
you're gonna feel it if you're not used to it. A lot of people who live there are sort of immune to it. I have a lot of friends from the Kona area who usually gets drifts of fog coming over and when there is an eruption, and it doesn't really bother them. But even here on the island I'm on, Oahu, I'll pull up the map to sort of give us a closer look at exactly where we've been talking about. So I'm on Oahu, that is the one sort of center left, and the big island is the obvious biggest island, Hawaii County. So if you look on where it says Google Earth there at the bottom, I'm not sure if any graphics are covering it up, but at the very bottom on the left is the Google, and then above the G, that's what you wanna look at at where we're talking about, where this eruption is happening. Within a national park, no danger to communities, no danger to buildings, but you know, back in 2018, that was a different story. There was a very destructive volcano at that time. I wanna pull up some video and I cannot stress enough, this is not happening now. This is file video from 2018. But just to show you the difference, this is what was happening back then in the lower rift zone, in the Leilani Estates area of Lower Puna. You can see the lava just shooting up through this community and destroying more than 700 homes. It was really devastating and a lot of people sort of you know, anytime lava sparks up since then, you sort of have that in your mind. But again, this latest eruption is not what we're seeing here. This is the 2018 destruction. I did a documentary on it back in 2018. We have it posted to our Hawaii News Now digital platforms. You can just search for it and it will pop up if you just search Hawaii News Now doc mini documentary lava. If you're interested in what exactly happened then. You guys, I did want to check in with our reporter who's right there on the crater rim in the National Park. This is Casey Lund. He's been doing an excellent job for us. Let's play out what he had to say. This is a beautiful park without the lava, but this is why a lot of people want to come here. They want to see Madame Pele. They want to see that crater lake. They want to see active lava moving. And that is what's so special about why we've been able to share some of these images. We want to thank the USGS for all the data and the wonderful photos and images they've been able to collect. Uh, but again, you can expect if this lava stays here in the Crater Lake, Hawaii Volcanoes National Park will see a lot more visitors coming here in the next few weeks and few months. And I will be coming back as well. And please take me with you next time, Casey. Come on, man. You guys, I wanted to show you something cool, and we mentioned it yesterday uh, when we had our chat. Do you remember me talking about the strings of fiberglass yes. that are in the air mm -hmm. along with the VOG and stuff? Yeah, so what is known as Pele's hair, and this is what it looks like. Isn't that bizarre? It really does look like pieces of hair, right? And it's like, it's sort of irritating to the skin. I know some people can have some reactions to it. Uh, it's just sort of this glassy substance that... Wow. Look at it there. It's almost yeah, like straw or hair, and it can be a little bit of an irritant. You're really not supposed to touch it, but some people, again, are fine touching it. Others aren't, but wow. I wouldn't. If that showed up in my food at the restaurant, I'm sending my order back. <laughs> that's, uh, that's something else. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan, I, I want to go back to 2018 for just a second. I know that you were talking about your experience and covering it in this documentary yeah. that you put together. One question I have, and I bet a lot of folks are wondering this, too, is that when you look at this eruption now, and we have stressed how safe it is to see and that it's perfectly fine to go over there, obviously if you're following COVID, COVID protocols and such and the, the whole nine yards in that, why is this one safe now compared to what happened in 2018? What, what, and, and maybe you don't even know the answer to that question. I don't know, why is this different than it was then? No, 
Well, really, it's safe because it's contained to the national park. So there's not there's there's a lot of space we're dealing with, and it's also happening in the in the crater pit. So it's happening right there in that centralized place where there is sort of a containment layer of of the top of the volcano. You know, so what happened in 2018? That collapsed. That lava drained from that lava lake, went underground into the underground plumbing system, went moving through the plumber system, plumbing system, think Mario Brothers, went moving lava, and then it had to go somewhere, right? So it's sort of making its way to the ocean, but it built up pressure under Leilani Estates in the lower east rift zone of Puna. Then it came up to the ground and started erupting in that neighborhood. That's the difference. And that's what geologists have to keep their eye on here, too. You, you know, they're saying this one's safe and contained, but of course there's so many measurements tools going on up there. There's tilt meters, there's web cameras, they're actually using lasers and other technology to measure the depths of the lava and how big those fountains and pressures coming out. So that, I'd say, I hope that answers your question, but that's sort of the difference. That's it. That makes a lot of two. sense. Jonathan, thanks for putting that in English for me so right. I can understand, but incredible work covering this and we certainly appreciate it that's all i got victoria yes yeah, so i don't know i'm not very familiar with what happened in 2018 so i'm glad you mentioned that you participated in a documentary because i would love to check it out can you uh, plug that one more time about what it was called and how people can find that documentary Yeah, really, if you just Google Hawaii News Now documentary 2018 eruptions, probably the easiest way you're going to find it, it'll pop right up. And, you know, one of my biggest takeaways from then was there's this community that was completely, so it was one neighborhood, completely surrounded, encircled by lava. There had no way in. I had to be airlifted into that neighborhood to visit people's homes and farms with them. And it, it was just sad. They were just fighting. This was a year when I revisited them most recently, it was a year after in 2019, and their road was still cut off. It wasn't until last year did that road reopen, wow. and that was a huge deal. You didn't have to be airlifted in, airlifting supplies, water, things like that into your home to even try to live at it. So that, there's still a lot of lingering effects from that eruption. People were still, you know, there was a lot of home insurance um, debates and arguments going on in courts and litigations and lawsuits. There were people that were put in shelters for months, months living in shel Red Cross shelters. Um, yeah, but the one thing I will say, that area is so resilient, and they see things like hurricanes, eruptions, and they really came together and helped each other out, and you could see that in that documentary. Wow, incredible. I am definitely going to pull up that documentary and take a listen. I mean, resilience of communities is always a fascinating story, especially after uh, disasters like this one. And I'm sure this also means that the uh, atmosphere and the vibe about this volcano is a much-needed relief that it's happening in a safe way that's not threatening communities or properties. So I wanted to give you a chance now to go ahead and plug your digital newscast because as with anything digital, you don't have to be in Hawaii to watch it. You don't have to have that over-the-air signal. That's the beauty of digital. People from anywhere in our 100-plus gray television stations can find your digital newscast. How can they do that? Yeah, so easy. Again, just... 
hop onto Facebook, search Hawaii News Now or Google. Um, we stream every day on all our H&N digital platforms. So that's our streaming app, our website, our Facebook page. And then we post our show on YouTube afterwards. It takes place at noon our time, 5 o'clock Central. You guys, I did just get one thing in. I'm going to share it with you. And I'm going to try to pull it up because it really gives us some insight that... Yes. Okay. So here's a cool picture. We just got in from the USGS and it's showing that lava lake using infrared and you can see exactly where those vents and fountainings are happening. You see that vent sort of happening on the upper left side of your screen. It says Western vent, vent meaning that's where lava is coming up. Fountains happening within the lake that's happening also on the left, the sort of central left side. And then the cool thing that's interesting to me, see that thing that says island in the middle? That is the island was formed in the previous in a previous eruption. I'm not sure if it was the immediate previous eruption, but that's where lava built up enough to create a lava island hardened once the lava drained, and then this new one's coming up around it. So that's what's happening there. But thank you so much, Jonathan, for joining us. And we so appreciate you and sharing that perspective of the volcano and exactly the differences between the eruption now compared to a few years ago. It's always fascinating to see. So if you want to continue following their coverage, they're doing some excellent work there over in Hawaii. You can go to hawaiinewsnow.com and you can see a lot of content there on their web article.